Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Dyslexia Mom Boss Podcast, the show that helps you not only feel empowered and knowledgeable, but confident and a boss mom in the dyslexia journey. I'm your host, Dr. Lauren. Welcome back to the Dyscalculia series. This is part three. We are going to talk about six types of accommodations when introducing new concepts or lessons to our language-based learning difference students. So if you are a first-time listener, welcome, welcome. This is the third part of a four-part mini-series about Dyscalculia. I also have a four-part mini-series on dyslexia as well and within this season I have woven in some mom interviews because this is the dyslexia mom boss podcast and while I am a mom and uh, an entrepreneur slash former educator I am not an adult with dyslexia nor do my children have dyslexia but I am very passionate about the d-cubes because that is my area of expertise and I truly believe especially as a black educator we need to talk about these issues in the brown and black communities and really give the knowledge and resources for us to completely change the narrative because I truly believe that together we can change the narrative. So thank you so much for tuning in, subscribing, um, letting me know that you appreciate this content. So let's delve right into today's content. I'm going to outline six types of accommodations. Now I have a uh, four-page Dyscalculia Accommodations Workbook. Well, it's not really a workbook, but it gives you 20 types of accommodations. And I am pulling some of these from that. So if you want more, please click the link in the bio. You can, I believe, purchase this for $4.99 on my my website. So delving right in. So introducing new concepts can always be tricky because you want to make sure you're getting it right. You want to make sure that you have enough time to give those foundational Uh, tips and tricks but you also want to make sure that kids are getting that mastery and this is for parents to hear too because maybe there's some things that you can work on at home with your child as well so the first first things first we got to start from the basics right we want to take inventory of what the student learned before the new skill this again can be very very tricky when in public school because let's just say, and I always reference middle school because I did most of my uh, math teaching in middle school, co-teaching. You have an eighth grader and you realize that you are doing system of equations that requires five to seven steps per problem and they are struggling with just basic arithmetic. Well, unfortunately, you don't have the time to go back to first and second grade math. So you have to find ways to weave in 
how you would support that student. But I think the best line of action is to really just take inventory of where they are and then work backwards. Now, in my case, I was co-teaching because I was a special educator. So we would plan together. We would talk about assessments. We would talk about how I would accommodate or modify uh, certain students' works based on where they were. And that's really where you should start. You can't start off with, well, it's, it's day 26 of this unit and this is where we are. Everyone, you know, runs at a different pace. Everyone processes information differently. So accommodation number one, take inventory of where students are before teaching that new skill. Second accommodation, teach self-talk for problem solving. Now, this one I think is a really good one. As long as you have good classroom management skills and you really allow your um, students or your children to know, okay, this is a skill. We are not doing this to talk to other kids. We are not doing this to disrupt other kids. We are literally thinking through a problem. I know for me, I've learned in my life that in order for me to really understand something completely, I have to either repeat it back or talk it out loud. I think that's literally the way that I learn. And far too often, I didn't have that accommodation. So if you teach self-talk and problem solving, you might see a difference in some of your students that struggle with dyscalculia. Accommodation number three, encourage students to draw charts or sketch to solve problems. I think that we need to move away from the lecture model. I know sometimes teachers find it offensive or rude if kids are doodling. Sometimes kids need to doodle to focus. That doesn't mean that they're not paying attention. I would always tell my students whenever there were fidgets involved, is this a, um, are we using it as a tool or is this a toy? And it would really put the onus back on them and hold them accountable to be like, oh yeah, this is a toy because what you're saying doesn't make sense to me, so I'm tuning out. Or no, this is um, actually a tool because I'm trying to understand what you're saying. And so by me you know, fiddling with something or doodling or drawing allows me to really process. So if we have a safe space for kids to feel that they can draw um, at any point, as long as you are on the same page to know, no, this child is processing what I'm saying, that is a, a great accommodation that really could be used for the whole class. Accommodation number four, provide graph paper to help with lining up numbers. Now, this actually is good for kids of all age, but I know the primary school age kids are elementary school kids. If they suffer, well, I don't want to say suffer if because that sounds so negative. If they are struggling with dysgraphia, they might have some some uh, fine motor issues with how they hold the pencil, how you know where they start on the on the paper, and we'll talk about dysgraphia at, an, at another uh, at another mini series part of this podcast but that could be playing into organizing where numbers are I have found that when students don't understand place value and don't understand when you're getting into two and three digit addition and subtraction especially subtraction if they are not lined up correctly that they're already at a disadvantage, especially when you throw in decimals. So you want to make sure that graph paper is offered, line paper, something that lets them know this number is right under this number. This number is next to this number. All right, accommodation number five, provide math formulas already taught. I know this is going to be a hot button topic for some teachers that are like, well, they need to memorize this. Why? What's the point? I mean, is our objective... It, I think I did an episode on this, and if I didn't, then I will. 
What's the objective? Is the objective for them to use the formula and demonstrate mastery and applying it? Or is it them memorizing it? Because if it's them memorizing it, then don't give them the formula sheet and don't grade them on anything else besides if they've memorized it. That frustrates me to no end. And I don't think math teachers realize the power that they have in allowing their students to give them that, I don't have to memorize all of these formulas. I just have to demonstrate that I can apply it and use them. Please provide formulas that are already taught. The, our students, our language-based learning different students, depending on their working memory, depending on their word retrieval, it's just not worth it. And it just kills their self-esteem. All right, accommodation number six, use manipulatives, coins, blocks, puzzles, anything, anything hands-on, anything visual, anything kinesthetic. We need to get these language-based learning different students out of their seats. We need to get them to see things that are abstract and put them into something that makes sense to them. All right, so that was a quick one. I just wanted to outline six accommodations to help you introduce new concepts and lessons. Now, again, if you want more of this, please click the link in the show notes or go to my website, www.thinkdyslexia.me. And there are 20 accommodations to support your, your students that have dyscalculia. So this is just six of 10 of teaching new concepts and lessons. And I also have um, 10 accommodations for giving directions. So next week's episode, I will delve into five of those accommodations because giving directions is also something that we need to factor in. So I look forward to seeing you in part four of the Discalculant series. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.